Chiefs, Chargers, Thursday Night Football, million dollars up top. Literally can't get any better. These are my favorite type of showdowns to play. The ones where it should, should be a shootout. There should be a lot of points scored. I love these showdowns as opposed to the showdown like we had tonight, which we'll uh, recap in a sec. But if you guys are first time viewer, welcome. My name's DK. Uh, I do cover content for DraftKings and for prize picks. Again, we'll be talking about Thursday Night Football in this video. If you guys are looking for more in-depth content, though, you can check out my Patreon linked down below. Also, us Prize Picks is the sponsor of today's video. You can check them out and use my code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. Player prop site, I'll also have some content out for Prize Picks, uh, whether it be on YouTube or on Twitter. But, all right, let's recap uh, tonight. So, weird slate. Right, weird slate. I basically broke even in everything, so I made a couple bets actually because I thought the the lines were too low on the Seattle receiving lines. It was six and a half for Penny. I took the over that had. I also took the over on Homer eight and a half, and that was just so frustrating because uh, even on, on DFS too, the Homer faders got really bailed out. Homer was the passing down back. He was in on all like the third down. Um, third and long plays, even even some other passing down situations. And just Gino never looked his way. He was open so much. But you look on the Denver side, they were running backs had like 20 catches. It's like just all I needed was like one or two catches to Homer. Very frustrating because he was pretty low owned and he was open a lot. Um, and he did have one catch called back too. It was like a penalty. So ugh, frustrating for sure. But so at last second, I decided to throw a lineup in there in the cash game just because I was like, I don't know. I, I didn't feel good about it. But I was like, screw it. I'm just going to make a cash game lineup. This was my cash game lineup. Entered in the Millie Maker as well. Russ Wilson, captain with Sutton, Gino, uh, Judy, McManus, and Homer. It was a tough one for cash games for sure, but I, I easily cash in cash as well as in the Millie Maker. These are my two GPP lineups. I did go Homer in the captain. Like I said, he was open a lot and out there. Gino just never looked his way. So all I needed was like one catch here. I probably would have gotten the cash, but. Um, I did, this was a lineup where I left a lot of salary on the table, left like 4,000 on the table. Um, went with the Denver stack with Homer and the captain. This one, basically almost the same, but I used Lockett instead of, uh, Alberto. So yeah, that was the look back. Also, um, I mean, some of these coaches, Oof. Pete Carroll, I mean, number one is idiotic to challenge that uh, that uh, play that were a spot call, right? Those literally never get overturned. Um, and then Denver coach, what Nathaniel, was it Hackett, whatever his name is? I mean, I'm going to be honest, he deserves to be fired for what he did. Today. That was just horrific time management. Absolutely awful. Um, yeah, just some very questionable coaching decisions there uh, in that game tonight. But uh, yeah, so that was the recap of everything for myself. Hope you guys had a good night. And oh, also, can we? We're just back to last year where all the third string tight ends are just going to score. Like, what is it? Someone explain it to me with the backup and third string tight ends on the primetime games. I was one game early. I played Jake Ferguson last slate at no ownership. Got a ton of snaps. No way. No catches for him. This game, literally all the second and third string tight ends like scored. I just, you don't understand. I really don't. Um, but yeah, let's take a look at the Vegas odds here. And then we can get into the player by player breakdown. So as I said, uh, I am really excited for the showdown. 
which means I'll probably lose everything. But 54 and a half over under, four point uh, spread. The Chiefs are favored by. Yeah, it should be a good one. All right, let's start with the Chargers here. And at the top, we have Justin Herbert, 11 2. Now, pricing is a little bit tough. There's not a lot of great value on the slate. So you're going to have to make some tough calls with some of these top end guys. You know, we have Herbert, we have Eckler, and the opposite side, you have Mahomes and Kelsey. Can't play all those guys. So, like I said, uh, you might have to fade one of the quarterbacks in the showdown slate. I think you can play the bowl if you want to, but you're going to have to make some tough calls with these guys at the top. Uh, so, Herbert, I would assume he'll probably be a bit lower owned than Mahomes. Uh, for that reason, I actually prefer uh, Herbert to Mahomes and GPPs just because I think the ownership will be a bit lower. Um, Herbert's similar to Mahomes, like not really known for rushing, but can get you, you know, 20 yards or so on the ground. So I like Herbert. I think he'll be lower owned than Mahomes. And for that reason, I slightly do prefer him actually in GPPs to Mahomes. Uh, going down a bit more. So Eckler's at 10-2. I think right now, from what we saw last game, he's more of a tournament play. And the reason I say that is because of the snap counts for Eckler. So uh, Austin Eckler played, I have it up here on the other screen, uh, 33 of the 67 snaps. So basically 50% of the snaps. That's not good, right? That's not what we want for Austin Eckler. Um, they played Sony Michelle 16 snaps. They played Joshua Kelly 18 snaps. So uh, they utilized three backs, which is again not ideal. We want Eckler in that like 65 to 70 percent of the snap range. Now things could change, right? This is a big game against Kansas City. Maybe they get bumped up, which is why I think he's a solid GPP play. Maybe not a cash play just because of uh, the snap count for him last game. But yeah, like his ceiling again. Keenan Allen not expected to play. Uh, Eckler very much involved in the passing game. We know DraftKings is a full point PPR. Well, the only downside is just the amount of snaps he played week one. But I, I do think they could go up. Like I said, I do think they do. Like, all right, let's just say this. If I knew Austin Eckler was playing 65, let's just say if I knew Austin Eckler was playing 70% of the snaps for this game, I think he would be for sure in play for cash games. Um, but yeah, the, the snap counts just, just makes him a little bit risky from what we saw last game. I think Keenan Allen, I, I would be pretty surprised he plays. He was a non-participant uh, on Monday. Um, what I've seen, uh, I would assume he's out a couple weeks. And hamstrings are always tricky, too. So I do not expect Keenan Allen to play. We'll talk about some value wide receivers. Now, Mike Williams will be interesting to see what his ownership is. He was not good last game. Only had two catches. Now, he didn't play a lot of snaps. Uh, he played, where is it? 62 of the 67 uh, snaps. So almost 100% of the snaps, Mike Williams is out there. We know he's got big play upside. A guy that can look in the red zone. So I would assume he bounces back. But um, yeah, I mean, he's, if you look at the game logs, like Mike Williams, and just for throughout his career, he's kind of been a boomer bust player. So, like, started the year off really strong, uh, you know, on the road against Kansas City, week three at 36 fancy points, two here, four, three, seven, seven, 27, uh, 29, right? So, like, he's up and down, but the ceiling is very clearly uh, high. And with Keenan and Allen most likely not playing, He's going to be their number one target when uh, airing it out. And then we have the uh, other wide receivers here. So Palmer and Carter. Now, Carter had a good game. Uh, he didn't play a ton of snaps, but he had three, uh, three catches on four targets and scored a touchdown. Where Josh Palmer um, was uh, played more snaps, he didn't do as much. I think he had three catches on like five targets. Now, looking at the snap counts for those two guys, you saw Palmer play 50 of the 67 snaps. You saw Carter play 25 of the 67. Now, um, we know Keenan Allen is a guy that, you know, uh, will line up a decent amount in the slots. DeAndre Carter came in and played a lot in the slot. So 
I would assume Carter gets a pretty significant bump there with Keenan Allen out. I think both these other wide receivers look pretty similar to me. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the ownership comes in on them. Uh, maybe since Carter had the good game last game, that he'll be a little bit more popular. If that's the case, I would just prefer Palmer. But they both look like solid. Uh, you know, I guess we'll call them value plays at 5K and 4.6 respectively. And then Gerald Everett, 4.8K. Um, yeah, he had a decent game at three catches on four targets. And uh, he played a decent chunk of the game as well, 44 of 67 uh, snaps. So didn't play like the entire game, but only 4.8K. And obviously another guy that can look to in the red zone. We need some cheap options in the slate. So these kind of secondary targets here for the Chargers are firmly, firmly in play. And then the kickers obviously are, are, are viable options as well. This game's projected to be super high scoring. So I have Anderson Hopkins. Uh, the defense is not so much, right? Chargers D, Chiefs D, not really. Also, it's interesting how over-owned the Broncos D was in tournament. They were 40% owned in the millimaker. Or was it a, it was, no, it was a millimaker tonight. 40% owned. That's not good. Now, I had interest in the Broncos defense, but you should never play defense at 40% ownership on a showdown slate. Never. So thankfully, the Broncos D people were punished. Uh, That's way too high of ownership in the uh, millimaker. Um, but yeah, I don't know a ton of interest in the defenses. So again, lock in a defensive touchdown for both these teams. Uh, and then these backup running backs. So Sony Michelle, Josh Kelly, both got a decent amount of work. Um, Michelle had seven carries. Josh Kelly had four carries. Josh Kelly had a couple catches. Um, again, we saw 16 snaps for Michelle, 18 for Kelly. Uh, Kelly was in on, uh, or played on 11 of the 18 were passing down situations. Michelle was in a nine of the 16 in passing down situations. So um, I think they're both viable uh, options. And with Kelly being 1.6K as opposed to Michelle at 3K, I think he's going to look like the, the little bit uh, of the safer option. Now, uh, again, Michelle probably comes in a much less ownership, but I do think Kelly is the more optimal play based on what we saw last game. And then Jalen Guyton should be the number four wide receiver here. He didn't play a ton. He played, I think, five snaps. Yeah, five snaps. But I would expect those to go up, right? Because the starting three wide receivers will be most likely Mike Williams, uh, Palmer, and DeAndre Carter. So Guyton, I do think, sees more than five snaps, but don't expect him to play a ton. It's more just a dart throw there at 1.2. I'll, men- I'll mention the fullback, Xander Horvath. Um, he played 15 snaps. Again, just a large field tournament play. And we have to talk about these backup tight ends, right? Just because that's just what the primetime showdowns will do. So uh, Trey McKinney actually had a good game. I think he had three catches. He played a lot of snaps. Um, he played 40 snaps. Now, I will say... Be careful here because what he had three catches, but he was only he played 40 snaps, which is a lot, but was only in on 13 passing plays of the 40 snaps that he played. So more of a blocking tight end based on the data. And even though he had a few catches, um, I don't think we can expect that type of production again from him. So uh, maybe people will chase the backup tight end narrative and play him, but not great that again, only 13 of the 40 uh, snaps or, or passing plays. And then that's it. Uh, I mean, Richard Rodgers did play two snaps. Um, but I, I don't really think we can go there unless something changes here. Um, so that's basically everyone that's viable. Donald Parm banged up, not expected to play in this game either. If he does play, he would be the number two tight end and would actually be in play $200, but I'm not expecting him to play. Okay, on the Kansas City side, so... Like I said, uh, the guys at the top look good. It's just a matter of you can't play them all. So you get on things from really tough calls. I think Mahomes will get more ownership than Herbert. Um, probably a little bit safer than Herbert. Again, for me, for GPPs, I do prefer Herbert to Mahomes. But 
you can definitely look to both. You can play them both if you want to. That's totally fine. Just kind of have to, you know, find some cheap plays there at the bottom. And Travis Kelsey, another great option, right? Had, uh, well, caught eight of nine catches, eight of nine targets for 121 yards and a touchdown. Um, security blanket, you know, he was getting up there in age, but he's still performing well. And still a good option there at the top. I'm not super like the Kansas City uh, snaps. I don't read into too much just because it was a massive blowout. Like none of the starters played at all in the fourth quarter. So Kelsey only played 45 of the 70 snaps. But what I want to show you here is this. This is important because we can't look into the total snap counts for Kansas City too much last game just because how the massive blowout and none of the starters really played for you know at least a quarter. Um, this is the first half snaps. So. Um, you know, you saw a split there with CEH and McKinnon. Uh, Pacheco barely played. The wide receivers, Juju and MVS played a lot. Uh, Hardman uh, getting uh, very clearly the number three wide receiver role. A few snaps for Watson, a few snaps for more. And then uh, Kelsey played a ton in the first half as well. So, um, yeah, like Kelsey, as I said, don't read too much into the total snap counts for uh, week one for the Chiefs. Clyde edwards Hilaire had a really good game. In my opinion, he's fish food for this slate, which means, again, lock him in for two touchdowns. But at this price point, split snaps with McKinnon, and you had Pacheco play a couple snaps in the first half, too. Yes, I know Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had two touchdowns. At this price point, though, it's nothing more than contrarian play. Uh, Again, the reason I say he's fish food is people probably see that he scored two touchdowns and chase it. Um, But, yeah, I'm not a big fan of him on this slate for that reason of he's a little bit too pricey. Um, and the Chiefs did play three backs, and it was split evenly down the middle with him and McKinnon uh, in the first half. So um, if you're going to play a Chiefs running back, for me, I would much rather just take the savings of McKinnon, who we'll talk about here in a bit. Uh, at wide receiver, we have Juju and MBS. We're the top two wide receivers. Juju at AK, MBS at 6'4". MBS didn't do a ton. Juju much more involved, got a lot of targets. I think Juju is the safer option. We do know, though, that MBS has that big play upside, so he's still in play. I think Juju will by far be the most popular wide receiver uh, play on the Chiefs for this slate. Uh, but again, MVS still in play. And then McCole Hardman had a decent game. Um, they don't have his... Hold on, I'll bring it up. What did he finish with? He caught a touchdown. Um, I definitely preferred him to Sky Moore. Another thing, I'm very happy. The Sky Moore people everywhere, uh, and, and best ball, they were punished. That makes me really, really happy. They deserve that punishment. Um... So yeah, uh, McCole Hardman had a solid game. What did you finish with? Um, three catches on six targets, and he got in the end zone. Uh, and he was open a couple times on some deep balls that Mahomes missed him on. So um, McCole Hardman, I would say, probably the riskiest of the wide receivers he played uh, of the top three. He played the least, but still firmly in play there at five points. Okay, and a guy that does have big play upside, right? He's a, he's a speedster as well. Now Pacheco, another one, in my opinion, is fish food, right? And the reason I say that is people might look at this stat line and say, oh, he's very much involved for the Chiefs. All his production basically was in the second half when the game was a massive blowout. As I said, this is very, very important. Pacheco played four snaps in the first half. He had like all this production when the game was out of hand when you had all the backups in. So if CEH or Pacheco fall in the end zone on Thursday... I'm going to be on full tilt mode. So, again, CEH is fish food. Pacheco is fish food on the slate. That means they're both going to score, and I'm going to lose my mind. Um, now, Buckner. So, 
I mean, keep an eye on this, right? He got banged up, he got carted off, but then he like came back and actually hit a field goal. Wild stuff there. Uh, obviously, if he plays, you can play him. If they have to sign a new kicker and they add him to the drafting his player pool, then we can go there. But again, the kickers are in play. It's a high-scoring game, so just, just monitor that one. Again, I'm not really interested in the defenses on this slate either. McKinnon is, my, is by far my favorite running back play for the Chiefs. Um, he's only 2.6K. He split, uh, split snaps there with uh, CEH in the first half. Overall snaps, you saw uh, split two. So 27 for CEH, 27 for McKinnon. McKinnon was in on 18 passing plays. CEH was in on 15 passing plays. Now, CEH did get more of you know the carries, but uh, he's also like $6,000 more expensive and drafting his full point PPR. I think McKinnon's the better pass catcher. McKinnon... Only 2.6K, so he is my favorite running back player on the Chiefs. Uh, Sky Moore, 1-8. Have a hard time going there, right? He only played six first-half snaps. Watson actually out-snapped him in the first half. Um, so unless we get some sort of report that Sky Moore is going to play a lot more in this game, I'll probably be staying away. Um, Ronald Jones was inactive. Fortson, backup tight end. As I said, these guys are like locks to score, but he played 24 snaps. Uh, and then Noah Gray actually played a lot of snaps. Noah Gray played 37 snaps, uh, but he was only in on 11 passing plays. So more out there for blocking. Uh, but Noah Gray is a decent pass catcher. So if I had to take a shot in one of these backup tight ends, I actually would probably lean Noah Gray over Fortson. And then I think that's it. Let's see. Oh, where is... um. Where's Watson? So he's $200. He, he suffered a chest injury. We'll keep an eye on that. If he does miss, then that actually would make Skymore a little bit more viable just because Skymore would probably see a majority of those Watson snaps. So, like, let's just say Watson doesn't play, then, you know, maybe Moore would have gotten 15 first half, 15 first half snaps instead of the six. So that actually is somewhat significant. Keep an eye on that news, Watson. Um, if he does play, you can use him as a punt play there. But yeah, so I think that's going to do it for the video, guys. As I said, I'm really excited for the show on Slate. I think it's a great one. Um, and I'm glad they have another middle maker. Hopefully they keep this going for the show on Slates. But uh, yeah, if you guys do enjoy, just make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Uh, I'll have week two video up here for the main Slate uh, shortly, either tonight or tomorrow. Um, so thanks again, guys. And I'll see you all in the next video.